in her book, Waging Peace, a friend of mine and former combat medic tells the story of how her experience in combat changed everything for her, her whole life. Changed her view of God, of war, of other people, of, of reality in many ways. You see, she grew up in a family that was very patriotic, church-going, and, and many soldiers in their, in their family. As a matter of fact, she signed up for the Guard when she was 17 years old. She just, she believed in it. She wanted to do it. But she didn't understand that in her bubble of rural Minnesota, where she grew up and where she experienced these things, um, it was one thing to talk about patriotism. It was one thing to talk about religion. It was one thing to talk about these things. It was another thing to go and actually put those things into, into action, into combat. And so she quickly started to see when she got there that her imagination of what it was didn't match the reality of it. And that the easy platitudes given back home in Minnesota didn't represent the complexity of the battlefield where she was. The experience changed her. It caused her to reevaluate what she believed and understand it in deeper, more meaningful ways, even though different ways. Well, I, as I read that and I read her book, I thought the same thing is happening to, to the Jesus followers in the book of Acts in many ways. They really didn't know what they were getting into. That, that's one of the things we're going to talk about is that the followers of Jesus, we see time and time again in the book of Acts, did not understand what they were getting into. They had to experience it. They thought they knew. They knew the words. They knew the concepts, but they didn't know the reality. They didn't know the lived experience of it. And it was out of that obedience of walking out that things began to change for them as well. In fact, it changed everything. The followers of Jesus didn't start off to start a new religion. They didn't go out saying, hey, we're, we've got this new institution that we're going to, to put into practice. No, they went out with a message of a Messiah. Now, that's changed everything and started a new religion, but, but it didn't start with that intent. And that's important for us to understand in our own obedience with that. In the book of Acts, we see everything changing for these early followers of Jesus um, and the church that was formed out of these study, uh, out of these stories that we've studied in Acts over these past two summers. Likewise, that same radical act of obedience changes everything for us. Because the book of Acts ends with chapter 27, but the church doesn't. As a matter of fact, one of the comments that we'll read in here is that one of the things about the book of Acts is that it gives a very unsatisfactory ending. Um, it's almost like, okay, we're going to wrap this up in a neat bow with Paul going to Rome and giving his testimony, his witness before, you know, before Nero or emperor, and then, wait, then it doesn't, and it, and it just leaves it at a loose end. Well, we're those loose ends. We're the continuation of the story of Acts, and it's very important as we study this that we see our connection to that. So pray with me this morning as we get into our study. Jesus, you're worthy to be followed, worthy to be obeyed, worthy to be experienced. And we understand that we know you by following you. 
Not just knowing about you, not just reading about you, but acting on that in sacrificial, total obedience to your call to follow you. So God, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, minds to discern, and hearts to love and obey as we encounter your words afresh this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So what did we learn? Two whole summers of studying the book of Acts. We started off this with saying, what are, what are we asking Acts and what is Acts asking us? And there's no way we can summarize all of that in this brief time that we have this morning. But I do want to go over a few things. What did we learn? I, I love um, Ellen said this as we were reviewing this and asking people what they learned. She said it taught us how to argue and how not to argue. I think that's something we're still learning, uh, all of us, with that. Um, but it, but it also, it gives a predisposition that there's going to be, there's going to be argument, there's going to be dispute. We're not going to do this seamlessly. We're not going to do it without tension. We're not going to do it without, without strong discussions with that. Well, we see that happening in action. We see it happening in our context today. So we're still learning how to argue as we see this. Um, Laura mentioned that all the different places we see the church. And this is pretty indicative of this this morning. Is not one time in the book of Acts do we see them meet at First Baptist Church of Antioch or wherever they were. Uh, they were in the temple courts. They were with the women down by the by the river washing the garments they were in the synagogue which was primarily a place of learning not of worship the temple was reserved for that um we see him in prison cells we see him in the the courts of the elected officials the church is everywhere we see that in acts and we're seeing it now maybe more than we've seen it in any of our lifetime so that the church is outside of the building that we traditionally call churches. Alex mentioned this earlier um, about about just seeing that there's really no prescriptive model here, that that they were called into this obedience. And what I mentioned earlier is they didn't have this, they didn't have this spreadsheet, they didn't have this chart, they didn't have this model that they were going after. They their impetus was to follow Jesus wherever that led, empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's easy for us to forget that after 2,000 years of history where we've institutionalized so many aspects of our worship to see that that's really not the key thing. The key thing is the obedience, not the institution with that. Um, and Jane reiterated that as we were talking when she talked about how it, there wasn't just this set plan, but it was God empowering them to encounter whatever came to them, whatever came at them. And this is incredibly reassuring. This is incredibly, gives us a lot of hope as a church today to know that we have been given what we need to respond to this pandemic, to the racial reconciliation, to the economic crisis, to all the things that are happening right now. We have everything that is necessary to respond to those things because we have the Holy Spirit with us. We have the Word of God with us. We have each other. We have what we need to respond. Not to say it's going to be easy or painless or that we'll always understand it, but we have what we need. We see that in Acts, and I believe we have that 
for us as well. Um, I mentioned earlier how the ending was uh, was kind of just leaves us hanging. Tim made that comment. comment. And also, uh, Becky made the comment about how we see the Holy Spirit mobilizing people for the gospel, that, that everybody was being stirred up in this thing that they were doing. It wasn't just for a professional class, but people all through the church were being mobilized to go and do. The last thing um, that was noted by the team was that Amy mentioned that there is a lot of hope here in Acts. There is a lot of hope that even after Jesus has left them, that he is still among them in the, in the person of the Holy Spirit, in the person of God, the Holy Spirit. So there is hope. There's hope for Acts, for the church in Acts. There's hope for us. Uh, personally, I think it's really humbling to think about how this testimony of the church in Acts sets Christianity apart from almost every other religion, everyone that I know, is that the incarnation doesn't stop with Jesus, but the incarnation of the Holy Spirit breathing into the church continues through us, through the church. We are the continuation of this story. But I, as I was preparing for this, I was asked, kept asking myself, what's the big idea? What's the big idea for Acts? And I think for me it boils down to this that the church was formed by its response to the call and direction to be Jesus' witnesses. I want to let that set in for a minute. It wasn't formed by a doctrine. It wasn't formed by a simple message or information. It was formed by people like us responding to the invitational call of Jesus to be witnesses of the gospel. First, now he talks about Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. So we say Northwest Arkansas and Fayetteville and in the United States and, and all into the world. That's, that's where we really learn what it is to become the church. That's where it goes from head knowledge to heart knowledge. That's where it goes from an idea, like a, a childish idea, and I'm not saying that derogatorily, but a, a naive or a, or a young idea of, of we have these ideas in our head, but then when we put it into practice, wow, it becomes very different. It doesn't deny those things, but it, it's something very different to do something than to just hear about something. So the church, in a way, becomes the church as it acts in obedience to this. I, I can't think of any greater call to us as we head into this next season as Grace Church than to take that message to heart. You know, for the last 10 years, we have done, done deep dives into the, letter, the letters of Paul. We spent three years going through the Pauline epistles chronologically with that. We did a serious, again, a three-year study in the synoptic gospels, looking at the words of Jesus, the stories of the Bible. And then we followed that with four annual cycles of going through the biblical narrative. Y'all, we, we have more information as a church than most churches that have ever existed. 
And while we have done a fair share of putting that into practice, our, our uh, work with the refugee community, our work with different things that we're doing in the church um, or through the church, I think it's time for us to take the next step as a church, as a people. And that, and that means really understanding what are the practical ways, the tools, the practices that God uses to transform us. What are the experiences that God is inviting us into now? Now that we've, we've finished chapter 27 of Acts, what's, what's chapter 28 for Grace Church? What are we supposed to be led into? And so we're going to take this fall, and we haven't done this in a very long time, but we're going to take this, and we're going to look specifically this fall at the practices of spiritual formation. And we're going to, as we continue to reshape in light of COVID, in light of the changes that have been going on in the church, we're going to continue to reshape ourselves around praxis, around action, around being involved, around taking these words and in answering the call to go, to be engaged with our community, to live these things out. We're also going to continue as we do this to understand and learn and develop healthy small group meeting. Right now, from everything we see with the data and the health data, we're, we're not going to be having large group meetings for a while. So we're going to understand how can we meet together in a, in a very responsible, healthy way in smaller groups to, and then activate ourselves to go into the community that way. All, all this, the whole time evaluating our leadership structure and what we're going to do with that. But the big thing, the big thing, the most important thing is furthering our practices of spirit-led obedience. And engagement in the world in response to the ongoing call of Jesus. That call of Jesus didn't end with Acts. It continues to be the call for us. The, the very first is I was going back and rereading through the book of Acts for this. You know, it starts with Jesus' words to his disciples. He says, John, baptize you with water, but I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, he says, you are not permitted to know the times or period that the Father has set by his own authority. Look, we don't know how long we have. We don't know. We don't know what is ahead. It's not for us to know that. What we do know is that we have been called, commissioned. We have been invited and sent. And Jesus said he had given us all authority that when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be his witnesses. COVID can't stop that. Economic collapse or insecurity cannot stop that. We have the Holy Spirit, Christ Church, and we have this call to be witnesses. That is going to be our focus. Coming out of the book of Acts, we are going to be the book of Acts. More consciously, more actively than we ever have been before. So I want to invite you this time to gather your communion elements. Um, because we can get super excited about this and then run off and leave Jesus behind. And we don't want to do that. We know that we are always going in the name and the power of Jesus with the Holy Spirit in us. 
And that's why Jesus gave us this to do in memory. To know where our power comes from and who we are witnesses of. When he was with his disciples in those that last night, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body. Broken for you, broken for us. Given for us. Likewise, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for you. So we take these things to remember that we are all included. Every single one of us is welcome at this table in the same way that every single one of us is sent as witness. So take and eat and drink. Also during this time of worship, we worship by giving our offering. We give our offering because it's a symbol that all of us have something to give. However small, however big, we all have something to give. And also, none of us is without need. So please, take the time, go to the link on the page, give your offering there as part of the worship, along with taking communion. And then last, set your commitment, your intention now to engage in a deeper way. Don't let this, don't be discouraged and don't give up. We're not. We are continuing to plan with hope to move forward with passion and conviction at Grace Church. And we want you to be part of that. So don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Set your intention to be involved. The study this fall is going to be phenomenal. And the opportunities to serve are going to be more than they've ever been. So join with us.